0: Welcome to another episode of Around the Wicket. Um, this week we'll be doing a bit of a domestic preview, whilst also briefly recapping the BBL, um, which obviously, unfortunately, the Perth Scorchers uh, unfortunately won. So we'll throw to throw to you, Aiden. What was your takeaways from the from the BBL series? mate? and um, I mean, how are you? How are you feeling after the win? And um, run us through run us through the whole season. I know you watched every game. You're a keen supporter, so let us know. Uh
1: oh, well, first off, obviously um unfortunately, we couldn't get our big bash preview episode out um you know these things happen but yeah we were, um did cover it um we did a few predictions and things um one of those for me was obviously that the scorchers will make the final um because you know that's just what we do um pretty regular occurrence but uh yeah i mean playing i think it was one or two games at home and then being on the road the whole season and winning it is probably one of the best things that's, a team's ever done in the comp so that was pretty impressive um, obviously when you have such a good lineup that um, like they were saying after the win was uh, so connected um, and really love playing for each other I mean you're always going to be successful and um, V's a really good coach uh, having played himself with a few of the boys there um, obviously was always going to get galvanized the group on the road and I think it was just incredibly impressive and Watching them pull it off against the Sixers, who are equally as impressive, I thought they had an unreal season as well, um, was, yeah, very, very good to see. Um, I think, obviously, I probably picked a few of my picks um, where Scorch is biased. One of them probably didn't turn out how I thought it would, with Ty, um, Tom Mills flying off to the West Indies a bit early, not taking the most wickets, but... No, it was all-round. The season was unreal. I didn't get to watch every single game, obviously, because life gets in the way. But the games I did watch, um, including one at Marvel Stadium, where I was one of two Perth supporters in, in the ground, um, was really good. And, yeah, overall, just the BBL was obviously – a lot of people think it might not have been the best season ever. Um, but personally, I thought it ran, ran pretty well, um, as far as T20 cricket goes domestically. I thought it was all right. Obviously, it's not my favourite. But, um, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good.
0: Oh, That's interesting because I thought you weren't a fan. I thought there was a few messages that floated through that you weren't a fan of the BBL. Did that not happen? Did not happen? Or
1: No, as I just said, yeah, about 10 seconds ago, it's not my favourite form or league of cricket. I think there's a much more enjoyable things to watch, such as test cricket or um, wherever that may be. But, yeah, I think for a league that is obviously Australian-based and only, what is it, 11 seasons in, uh, they did it as good as they can be, especially with COVID. I think the stars will agree that, you know, it's a pretty tough season to get, um, you know, much popularity going. But, yeah, no, you're right. As far as um, my opinion goes, it's not my favourite league to watch um, when you compare it to all other sports, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here to, you know, talk about how good it is, I guess. So, yeah, no, I thought since uh, the Scorchers winning was probably the best way to top it off as well.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, obviously, I, the Hurricanes couldn't get it done. They sort of went pretty well, made it quite far, I guess. Um, had a few injuries as well. Obviously, Paris very early on. Um, Ellis missed more games than he played. Um, Boland had better things to do, apparently. Um, but, yeah, no, I was pretty proud of how we went. Um, speech, were you happy with the Renegades, mate? that I'm pretty well.
2: Yeah, we had, it was a great season uh, for the boys. Um, definitely did. Very well, third straight spoon after winning the flag, so you know, not not every team can say they can do that, so you know, it's pretty pretty good to be able to accomplish such a great feat as that. Um, but no, look, I mean, couldn't, wasn't expecting much out of us for the season, and then I mean, to win that first game really was, I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all against the strikers, um, who did surprise me in the end to make finals, um, and go as far as they did the strikers, um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. That's that's cricket, and we had a young team, and I mean, hopefully we don't win the Spoon next year. But, yeah, BBL, a lot a lot to improve on, I think, Um taking inspiration from other leagues and not being so, I don't know, pedantic with all their special rules, I think be, go a big go-long way for the league improving.
0: I think that's almost a good thing. It's almost the issue they have where, where the, um, they are taking sort of too much... like, they, like they, I don't know if they think they can compare to the IPL or whatever, and they're trying to copy that, which obviously they never will. No one ever can. But... um. I don't know, just a lot of weird rules, like obviously the 70 seconds, like it is rule we gotta get well, I don't know what it's actually called, but we gotta get out there and face up in time, otherwise you get a free shot at the stars, which obviously should have happened in the Renegades game. Sure. Um Yeah, and didn't obviously go ahead. And then Finch was quite unhappy about it. But um, I mean, you can still say you can still say, I guess, objectively, if you didn't like the competition or whatever. I mean, I didn't mind it too much. I mean, I think the issue is they built it really well, obviously, the first few years, um, with big name players like some of the Great, so you know, see punter played a little, really little bit. Um, KP Warney, all that sort of stuff. And I, just, I don't know if they thought they could just build it off the back of that and hope that it continued, but um, it certainly hasn't. Obviously, it's dropped off a lot. Um, I'm still happy to go to a few games, but um, but yeah, what do you think they need to do to, to improve the BBL, mate? Or like any sort of any, any TV? if you're in Cricket Australia right now, or the first thing you'd be doing?
2: No, um, I mean, Cricket Australia, um, yeah, if I was there, I'd probably think. Got to increase like the the inflow of talent, I think, because I mean, I think at the moment, I mean the internationals are mostly only from teams touring, which I mean, there was a solid few English players, but I think for the most part, I mean the best players aren't English mostly as we've sort of seen with their sort of international collapse of the last few you have many months. But um, yeah, I think that's probably number one, just creating, you know, a better environment for international players to want to and come and, and play for the the big bash.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, I think it doesn't help either when you basically sh- you shut out billions and you know some of the better cricketers in the world in India because obviously the Indian players aren't allowed to come and play in the Big Bash. Right, Yeah. Um, you got, you know, you have, what is it um, like Chan, I always say, but obviously he didn't really play for India, and he's been, you know, he's not. Basically, as soon as soon you play play baby, you know, you can you're not allowed to play IPL. I believe, like, if you're Indian, I believe that's the rule, Um, because they just don't let him play. I don't know. I think it's because they, I don't know if they think the baby was going to overtake them or something like that, but. Um, like even just getting a few of them big names in would I think help dramatically um, oh, it, it takes a few big names it costs a lot of money but it's a lot of, like even the international signings, especially what we had, were very subpar annoying birds but um, like Harry Brook, Jordan Thompson like they were pretty, I guess they had a pretty average season and they're probably, you know, they're not nobodies but a lot of people don't know who they are you know, before when you had, you know KP or whoever um, it was obviously a like, lot different but no one knows half the bloody international signings in the competition
1: these days. Um, do you agree, Aiden? Or? Yeah, well, I, I probably have a different opinion. I, I don't really think it's too much to do with internationals. I just think um, that short-form cricket's gone down a touch in the last few years in Australia. Like, you see the same thing with one-day internationals. No one goes to them anymore around the country. I mean, I remember when I was a young teenager, like early teenager, when I got to go to one of them, I didn't go to many because of how far away we live. But when I went there the stadium was full and I was in awe, like it was the best thing. It used to be my favourite form of cricket in that little space there because as a young kid, which is probably who they want to target in the Big Bash, um, as a young kid sitting at that one day, I was like, wow, and now you're it on television and, yeah, they might have one at Manuka and there's no one there. And even at the G, it's half full. And half of that is COVID. Um, and stuff like that that's happened Um, and I think um, a lot of it is the effect of COVID and how people have realized oh well I didn't actually mind staying at home I can just watch this at home and I can watch three other things at the same time because Australia's problem where India doesn't have this problem is that Australia has like three other sports competing because the BBL goes that long you end up having the NBL which is the biggest it's ever been And the open, the Oz open at the same time competing. Um, And it's like, yeah, well, Aussies would, a lot of Aussies might rather just stay home and watch all three of them or watch two of them at once, which you can do now um, with all the, you know, media you've got. But yeah, I think short form in general has just lost lost its touch a little bit. Um, And that's, in my opinion, actually not very worrying to see because I always thought test cricket should be superior in everything even though it might not make, you know, Cricket Australia as much money. Um, I think that test cricket should always rain and have the biggest crowds, which it did this summer, like at the G we were all there um, for a couple of days. It was incredible. Um, and, you know, all the, the other tests were the same. So yeah, I don't think there has to be anything drastic to fix it unless they've lost heaps of money. Like if Cricket Australia lost heaps of money and, um, because the BBL has underperformed that much, then maybe they do to make changes. Um, and probably luring some more big name players might help that. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing for me, would be shorten the buddy thing. Like it goes way too long And um, when it was last successful. When I remember watching um, when, you know, all the, a lot of internationals came over it was because it was only a month and, you know, a little bit, but now it's you know your two months and it's just yeah it shouldn't run like a forty season because it's not as big.
0: Yeah, I agree. It does go way too long. I mean, the, the IPL has just been extended, but that's as we said, that's completely different. That's obviously a, it's a quick, it's an easier fix to bring international signings into the BBL and fix that. But obviously, with one day, is obviously you can't do that sort of stuff. Obviously, playing international cricket. So um, it'd be interesting to see how they sort of fix that. I don't think, as I say, I think as I said, I think Test matches is a lot bigger, but I don't think one day is still dying by any stretch of the imagination. But um yeah I think they they do they did want cheaper TV rides for the BBL because I think it done that poorly as well. They want to reduce to whatever. But, but yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens in the uh, coming seasons. Hopefully the renegades fold and that'll be good for the whole comp. Um,
2: I fold the team without a championship thank you. What's that? F- fold the other Melbourne team without a championship.
0: <laughs> I don't drive if you're happy with that. All right Um, We'll move move on to (coughs) the upcoming Sheffield Shield matches, obviously resuming um, pretty soon on the 9th, I think, isn't it? Uh, Your boys are playing, obviously. So we'll go through the standings at the moment. Obviously, Victoria up top. Obviously, I haven't played a hell of a lot of games. um, Two wins and then WA, Queensland, Tassie, South Australia and New South Wales. Um,
1: Great to see them at the bottom, isn't it? Very, very nice. (laughs)
0: It's pretty tough for them, though, isn't it? Because basically, their second
1: team playing, you know, the first <laughs> Which is still pretty good, by the way. Like the, the names yeah. in there, they still do all right. But yeah, no, you're right. Half the decent talent always plays in the test team, it seems like. Yeah,
0: exactly right. But not because they're biased, it's because it is good. Um, all right. So, Victoria versus South Australia at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Victoria's <coughs> last game was against New South Wales, in which they drew. Um, What's your opinion on that? Do you reckon Sheffield Shield should be five days? I don't know if we spoke about this before, but do you reckon it should be five
1: days, Aiden? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, I don't, I've never really seen it and will never really see the point in four day cricket. Um, I think like you know, half the blokes that play it will either be looking in to the squad or play in the test squad, and you never ever play four days of test cricket. Um, like you never ever have test cricket match that's like, oh, we're only going to play four days no matter what happens. Like, it's always going to be five. So I think having your backup competition only play four, that's really pointless. And even the tour games, like, I've always never understood why they're four, because that just means, like, no result can happen. So everyone doesn't really try. And I'm not saying that blokes don't try in the Shield, but, you know, like, if it's four, four days, you get so many draws. So, you know, you sort of have less incentive to try and win because you realize that oh well if a team bats for a day and a half, two days, no one's gonna win unless yeah. you know they've got an unreal bowling lineup as well. So yeah, yeah to me, it's like if the VFL decided we're only gonna play two halves of 20 minutes, and then the blokes that come from the VFL to the AFL are like, what's gonna happen there? Then we tuck it like, like then they don't do that, they play full games of footy for half an hour each quarter, four of them. So why don't the shield Play five days, like, because I think you'll find what'll happen is a lot of the games will still go four or four and a half because teams that. will get the win. You know, so yeah, I think it's a no brainer. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think um, women's test should be as well five days. But just interesting, before we go to East speech, I'll run through the standings because it is interesting. Victoria, Victoria, two wins, one draw. But WA, two wins, one draw, two well, two losses. Queensland, two wins and two draws. Like, it's just so many draws. Tassie, two wins, two draws. South Australia, yet to win a game, but with three draws and two losses and New South Wales with a draw as well. Like, each team there's got one, two, um, or even three for South Australia draws. Like, it's just too many. Like, how are you going to have a competition on that? It doesn't make sense. Um, speech, you agree?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think even if they don't move it to a full five days, I think there still needs to be a reserve fifth day um for you know rain washing out a day or or something like especially with new south wales weather like you know how great that is like and like there needs to be they're not going to go a full five days they need to at least commit a reserve day for you know a weather or whatever there is for you know not getting a result
0: what's the difference in having a reserve day as you call it as just having a usual fifth day because people are going to still think like is it only allowed to be used if it rains or are you still treating it as a five-day match tactically like how does it actually work
2: i mean i i think like there has been the idea tossed around um for a while i think it is only just if there's been like massive like rain delays so i think you still play for four days but um, i mean i really there probably should still be five but i think it's probably more likely they implement a reserve day than
1: proportion to five yeah, well if you like losing at least two sessions on day two, then obviously you'd play the fifth day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I just think that in five days. Um anyway, moving on to yeah, Vic yeah. South Australia. Speech, do you want to run us through the uh the mighty Victorian lineup, mate? Or?
2: it is a very, very strong team, especially um uh, with the test players coming back. Um, you know, test opening pair of Harrison, Will Pukowski, It's a very, very strong. Opening partnership. Remember, I was there two years ago when Kofsky first got his test not Here, Harris had like a 350 run or 400 run opening partnership, whatever it was. Like that was insane. Um, and then Scott Boland come back in as well. We all love, we all love Scott. Good to see him back playing for the Big V. And then just got other solid guys. You got Travis Dean. He turned up in his last game, at 144 not out, I think, in the last game against New South Wales. Sam Harper to keep. Uh, Pistol Hanscom, his captain. Um, and then even Will Sutherland is just coming off, what, 136 in Premier Cricket on the weekend. Like, that's insane. Like, just all, all these guys that, you know, just perform, you know, make runs wherever it is or get wickets wherever it is. Like, it's a very, very strong Victorian lineup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I said, yeah, Will Sutherland, 136, took a wicket. Park made, what, 70 runs. Uh, Travis Dane only made a half century. Scotty Boland didn't play, I don't believe. Um Pete Hanscom got run out for like three, I think it was something like that. But yeah, obviously you've been watching a lot of Premier Cricket recently, Aiden. Um, with your current role, if you want to talk about that, it's up to you, mate. But um, yeah, what did you did you see much of it on the weekend or um Yeah, anything?
1: obviously um lucky enough to start an internship at uh, Prem this summer. So yeah, came in at about round eight, round nine. Um I've been sort of writing a few match previews and reviews um round previews and reviews sorry um for them which has been really fun so i'll be on to the end of the season there so yeah i've been sort of following it pretty hard at the moment i've had the full rundown on you know um, who's good and why and that sort of stuff so really enjoying that but yeah obviously i can only speak for um, the Vix in this so it might sound a bit biased so apologies i don't know anything about south australia but um yeah as far as the Vix go in premier so as speech was just saying, <clears throat> uh, it's a pretty, it's really, really solid lineup. Um, and like, yeah, all of those guys in there that have been playing prem have been absolutely dominating it. Um, you know, batsmen been making at least fifties, um, unless you know, in pistols' case, just the one um, poor fella. Um, at least fifties, and then the bowlers have all been taking wickets um, with regularity. Um, and then the guys that Aren't playing prem. Have all you know been beasting the big bash, so it's a great lineup. But yeah, to go through it, obviously, um, PD on the weekend ran out for just the one um, for Seculter, but I'm sure you'll uh, we won't mind that um, when he goes out to captain the Vix. Uh, who we got Trav Dean. Um, he was pretty solid as well, 58. Um, to be perfectly honest, I thought he'd he'd make a few more runs, but yeah, 50s 50s great when you get him. Um, Sam Harper a little bit disappointing, but um, yeah, we know how good he is. He's been playing with his brother for Melbourne. His brother's actually been showing him up a little bit, so maybe expect to see Jack Harper is, is his brother around the draft concern? soon. I'm not sure. He's he's a uh, keeper as well. Um, and he's been he made two hundreds in a row a couple of weeks ago. His first two of the season. So, and Sam, yeah, in both games, I'm pretty sure didn't make um over thirty. So that, that was just. Funny to see, but, you know, Melbourne have been playing really well. They're in the top three, so they won't mind that. Uh, Marcus has been unreal. I think he's really taken his test form. Debatable for some people, but I thought really strong test form into Prem. And he made 97, not out last week against Northcote. um, And then he finally got the ton. Sorry, two weeks ago, and finally got the ton last week. um, And St. Kilda are undefeated. So, I mean, they've got... Uh, they've got hands from Marcus Harris and Merlo. So they probably shouldn't be dropping many games and they aren't. So yeah, they're incredible. They've been Marcus Harris actually made more runs than Essendon on the weekend. And uh they all the all their bowlers took at least one wicket, which is, you know, if any, you know anything about cricket, that's a good day out. Um Dutchy Holland's been playing for Frankston, um, taking a fair few wickets. Um in his season debut for Premier took four far. So that was pretty impressive. Obviously, Maddow's captain the gates, so that was pretty impressive. He was taking wickets as well, which I, I was pretty shocked about, but you can actually turn him, apparently. Um, obviously, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Merlot's been really solid, making um, some decent runs and taking wickets as well. Uh, Murphy was taking wickets. The young fella took three for on the weekend. And Puck's been batting really well for Melbourne since he's been able to return, which is an awesome sign. Um, obviously, I'm quite conservative with him, though. I think that he... I don't really want to see him play professional cricket quite yet. Uh, I think he should bat out the season for in Premier, um, sort of get get a real solid, you know, pull shot or duck going um, just because, yeah, it worries me a bit. But, yeah, he's been making a lot of runs for Melbourne in Premier. Matt Short was obviously awesome in the Big Bash. And, yeah, Will Sutherland, um, I, like I said to you boys on the weekend, I, no real words. We were sort of joking about him. We watched him from the Renegades about how he's, might not quite be up to his potential and a bit overrated, but yeah, he wheeled off 136 run innings on the weekend and took a wicket. So that is very impressive. They couldn't quite get the win. He had not much help. Um, and yeah, Melbourne got over the top of them. But yeah, wow, that's that really shows you what Will Sutherland can do at his best. So hopefully we see a bit of that for the Vicks.
0: Yeah, well said, mate, and congratulations on your internship. hope it's going all well. Um, another one there is Todd Murphy as well. Obviously, he played a few BBL games there. And um, I think he he was hitting a few sixes when I got there, or he was hitting some big shots at least anyway, there's the bat looking pretty good. Everyone was taking the piss out of him a little bit, but no, it was good to see. I think he took three wickets potentially as well. So
1: Yeah, three um, for twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so he done pretty well as well.
1: Um and if I may mention a few others, obviously um Mac Harvey, um, who played a lot for the Renegades. He made an um, unbeaten century, 117 on the weekend. Uh, James Seymour made 80, which was impressive. Um, and Will, pa- Will Parker, 77 and 3 for 31. So these are all young guys that you hopefully see um, for the Vicks in years to come. They all played in the second side today, I think. Yep. Um, so yeah. And the other one there is Fraser McGurk, who hasn't quite been making runs in Premier cricket, but he. Did make a ton today in the in the Victoria Reserves. so that's good to see. And then for the bowlers, obviously Cameron McClure, he took four for on the weekend, was really impressive. Uh, Brody Couch has been unreal for Geelong, um, who are trying to really trying hard to make the eight, um, and Brody's really kept them in games and won them games. And another one who I love is Xavier Crone. I think Crone's last, I think five weeks, has taken at least two or three wickets. So yeah. Obviously, they create goal save your crown.
0: Your mate speech. <laughs> All right, beautiful. We're talking to the South Australian team now as well because um, there is two teams playing out there. And we spoke a lot about Victoria there. But uh, last game... We're Queensland, not that
1: biased.
0: <laughs> last game against Queensland. Um, Queensland defeated South Australia by eight wickets, Quite comfortably, by the way. Queensland made 299. First inning, South Australia. Bowled out for 102, so pretty average. Uh, they made 284 in the second innings, and Queensland, 2 for 88. Why'd you write like that for, Steve? Um, all right. It goes through their lineup now. Obviously, two pretty big inclusions in Travis Head and Alex Carey. Um, and who else? We've got Jake Carter. I don't know if you'd like to know a hell of a lot about these guys. We'll go through them, though. Brendan Doggett, Daniel Drew, David Grant, Henry Hunt, um, Nathan McAndrew, Lloyd Pope, Liam Scott, Jake Weatherall, and Nick Winter. Um, anything stand out to you there boys or i mean besides the obvious travis head and alex carey anything you're looking forward to seeing their speech
2: uh henry hunt i think is a big one he's probably what one of the next australian openers have many years in the future i think he's been batting really well up for the bbl break um for south australia just makes runs um him him and bryce street for Queensland. two of those next sort of tier of openers coming through and so he he he'll be uh Hopefully, um from a, just a cricketing standpoint, um good, good to watch in this one. Um Pope is always good. Um yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting lineup there for South Australia. Who gets the win, Speech? Vice aside, I'd still say Victoria. Just think um South Australia hasn't had any Prem cricket since you know December. So a lot of these boats I haven't played any cricket since, you know, the big bash, which is a lot different to Shield cricket. So I think Victoria's just got that extra extra bit of batting and extra bit of bowling in you know, match situations than South Australia does other than you know, the Test blokes. But um, yeah, still, still think the bigs for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't take BBL form into it too much because, I mean, Travis Head was outstanding, player of the series, man of the match for the last game in the Ashes, but then didn't do much in the BBL. I mean, you can't really read into that too much, but um, still obviously great player. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to see the Vicks losing. Obviously, you got Finch and Maxwell out um, who we playing the t 20 series. But, um, I mean, they've got a lot of young talent there. And just talent in general. It's hard to see them losing, I would have thought. No surprises. I reckon Aiden's going to say. Who's going to win, mate?
1: Yeah, no, I don't really see us losing, I think.
0: Beautiful. All right, moving on to the second game. I think it starts <coughs> the same, same day, I'm pretty sure. Um, yep. Queensland. Queensland versus Australia, right? I mean, New South Wales at the Gabba. Um, Queensland's last game, well, obviously you know, South, South Australia. Um, so who else was who, who have they got in their team? So obviously Usman Kawaja, captain. Uh, Xavier Bartlett, James Bailey, how you say that? Um, Joe Burns, Blake Edwards, minus Labuschagne, Michael Nisa, Jimmy Pearson, Maddie Renshaw, Mark Steckity um, who done very well on the weekend. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Bryce Street, Mitchell Swepson, and Jack Wildermuth. Um, do you want to take us through that one as well, Speech? Uh, I'm pretty sure you saw that you found a he stat in there. So do you want to
2: tell us about that as well, mate? Or... Oh, yeah. So, f- yeah, look, first leg of uh, the two-day matches in last uh, current round of Queensland Prem cricket. Uh, not not a good day for Steck. Done uh, for 102 um, in his innings with the ball. Not not amazing, I would have thought. Uh, but he was opening the batting um, and they came out to bat late. Uh, for day one he's 21 not out um open in the batting which obviously in there in the team for queensland for his batting clearly by those stats um but that is an extremely strong queensland team like that that is scary how 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 deep that team is yeah I agree obviously got you know number one test batsman in there
0: uh you got Uzi in there back to back time like in crazy form Joe Burns you I can mean, obviously go alright, but can be inconsistent. Matty Renshaw, Bryce Street, young up and comer, um, Sweppo who done very well on the weekend, 4 sixty four. Like, it's hard, to, it's hard to see them losing. Um, Aiden, do you what, what's your opinion on it, mate?
1: Yeah, I agree with yeah everything that's been said, and I just think the most dangerous part about them is they've that lineup or yeah, nearly all all guys in that lineup have played a lot of cricket together whether that's for Queensland or for Brisbane Heat and stuff like that. So that only makes you better when you play with the same guys for months on end. Um, it's, it's not going to make you any worse. It's going to make you a lot better and you're going to get used to each other a lot more and know what each other is going to bring. So, yeah, and obviously they're all yeah great mates and awesome cricketers. So, And when you got Wuzzy, who's coming off double tons in a test match and Marnus, who's the best in the world, leading your batting attack and um, you're probably going to be a bit worried if you're New South Wales but yeah anything can happen but yeah that that team is definitely one of the best I've seen this this season that's for sure.
0: Yeah um, I'm going to go big call I can Queensland I'll go to the New South Wales team as well but I can Queensland to win, and I can, I'll put on even a big call I can I'll declare both innings as well because I can make it almost bat for four days um, we'll go to the New South Wales team obviously their last game was a draw against the Vicks uh, led by the captain Daniel Hughes and um, also, Harry Conway, the old boy Trent Copeland, Jack Edwards, Matthew Gilks, Ryan Hackney, Ryan Hadley, Baxter Holt, Hayden Kerr, Jason Sanger, Tanveer Sanger, and Chris Jermaine. Obviously, a few, um, obviously a lot of BBL players in that team. Um, a few players we know very well. Some we don't really know very well. I don't know who the two Ryan's are very well, but looking forward to seeing what they can do. Um, what are you reading to that team, mate? Aiden or like? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Do you know well, most people?
1: For me, I think they're the opposite to what I said about Queensland. I think that team's barely ever – you've ever played together um, in, you know, their complete form. Like when you've got guys like – obviously, Husey um, has played a lot for New South Wales, but lately he's been at the Sixers. And then you've got, yeah, Sanger and Gilks at the Thunder. and So they've obviously played together, but not, yeah, for New South Wales. Then you've got the old fella, Tremaine, who I thought um, (laughs) – Yeah, I didn't know he was up there. But, yeah, so they've got a lot of – a mixture of guys coming from all different places, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, they might be the opposite. They might be sort of just getting into knowing each other and how each other play. So they might – yeah, I see them struggling in this one a little bit. But in saying that, they've obviously got a lot of talent there. I think um, Hayden Kerr, like that. Like you said, you can't read too much in the Big Bash, but that innings of 90 – was it 97, 98 – in that big bash game like bloke's a fast bowler his average was 20 or something and he's come out and whacked 90 so he's obviously a talented bloke like he led them in wickets as well um both sangers incredible incredible talents um gilks as well really like gilks he he was batting really well for the thunder at the start of the tournament um he really impressed me the old fella copes he just keeps on going. <laughs> Never going to give it up. Looks like the old fella. And then Husey, he's one of my favourites. Um, he's always great to watch. He's just really classy bat. Doesn't do too many stupid things with it. Um, and, yeah, so that, that's my take on it. If they if they do make it close, then, yeah, that'll impress me. But, yeah, it's always good to see if they struggle.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, just about does it. Um, yeah, so we're wrapping up there. We'll be we back in a few days to... Uh, review our predictions and review how the games went but that's about it for now so thanks for watching and we'll see you next time
2: so